So here's the reality. We were created for relationships. And the very thing that makes relationships so powerful is the thing that makes them so hard. And it doesn't matter if it's a romantic relationship, a platonic relationship, or even a work relationship. Friendship, any relationship, there is a demand that is going to be put on you to stretch you to give. The three things that relationships call for is communication, compromise, and commitment. And until we are willing to be forgiving and show up authentically in them, we will struggle to understand the true value and power they can bring to our lives. And so here's my challenge. I want to encourage you to lean into relationship instead of fighting it off. To realize it's a necessity for your life and how you can begin to tap into its value. Now let's get into it. For the longest time, I secretly wanted more. I often found myself shrinking to fit in, settling for what was comfortable and even selling myself short. Once I finally accepted that we deserve success and we are blessed with the power to achieve it, I stopped playing small. I'm serious about building a life I love and you should be too. I'm Denise Taylor of DeniseTaylor.live and welcome to Embrace Your Power. I help women prioritize themselves, their success, and their happiness. Now let's meet this week's achiever whose story will inspire you to embrace your power and go. Well, hello there. It's Denise Taylor here. You know, I'm always excited to have you join me right here on Embrace Your Power. Now, this is the place where you can count on me to always encourage you to build a life that you love. Now, more than that, I believe that God has given you power to do it. You see, in his word, he said he didn't give us fear. He gave us power. And when we embrace our power, we truly can be, do, have, and achieve anything we want. Now, I will tell you, I believe that you'll be divinely inspired to go after the things that God has created you to accomplish. And when you do that, you're going to be fulfilled from the inside out. You are going to tap into long lasting satisfaction and fulfillment that will make you feel real good all over. You have been created to deposit something phenomenal in the earth realm. And I am here to cheer you on each and every week to go for it. Now, I don't know if you're watching me on YouTube or perhaps you're checking this out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. But what I do know is today is treat day. It's treat day because I get to be connected with you. Each and every week, I show up to help energize you to go for the things that you secretly want. You see, I know what it's like to secretly want more and think that you don't deserve it. But I want to stand here as an encourager to really admonish you to believe in yourself and to go for your dreams. The only thing standing in between where you are and where you want to be is a decision to get moving. Now, more than that, 
I believe that you can put into practice the success superpowers. You see, around these parts, I believe that when you embrace your power, there is something supernatural that happens. And if you begin to put the success superpowers into play, you'll create practices that can bring your success to life. The success superpowers are these. You must see yourself successful. You must shake off fear. You must do the work. You must take care of you and you must hold fast to your faith. And when you think about that, you can apply that to any effort or activity that you desire. Now, if this is your first time around these parts, I want you to check out the video that I put together where I go deeper on the success superpowers. That video is available on my website and it's absolutely free. I want you to understand more about each of them so that you can put them into practice in your life. You can check out my website, which is www.denisetaylor.live and check out the video on the success superpowers today. Now, before we get into this incredible episode that is steeped with so much wisdom around relationships and the value that we should give to them, I have something to share that's special just for you. Well, I don't know if you've heard the news, but I want you to know I have a brand new podcast and I want to invite you to take a listen. I'm the good thing. The podcast is the place where we unpack life wisdom. We pray, we affirm, and most of all, we discover our true beauty, our worth, and our power. You see, I'm all about helping women build a life they love, and I know that begins with us believing everything good about who we are. Now, the format of I'm the Good Thing is a bit different. While it's a sister podcast to Embrace Your Power, it is a bite-sized version of life-winning wisdom to help you change the game. These five-minute episodes are designed for you to be able to listen while you do your makeup or listen while you have your coffee or even listen on the drive into work. I want you to energize your day in a God kind of way. And I'm the good thing is the motivation you need. New episodes release on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays to help you power through the week. Now take a listen to I'm the good thing and be encouraged in your journey. Now, you know, I recently posted on social media this perspective. It is so important for us to have people in our lives who connect us with other people. Those people are people builders. And that's what I could say about my guest today. You see, John is no stranger to this platform. In fact, I love having conversations with him because I know we're going to unpack wisdom. He is going to bring so much to the table each and every time that's going to help us grow and become more confident. And today, we're going to talk about relationships, the power of relationships. You see, many times we think we have to go it alone, but I think after you listen to this incredible conversation, you're going to understand why you need to value the relationships in your life a little bit more. 
So today we're going to be unpacking more about relationships. And just as a simple definition, a relationship is any connection between two people. And because people are involved, that means it can swing to the left or to the right. That means it can be positive or negative. It can be good and it can have hues of being bad. And so I wanted to talk about the power of relationships because the thing that makes relationships great also makes relationships hard. We have to show up with a willingness to be close, a willingness to operate with fondness, a willingness to operate with understanding, respect, care, support, honesty, and acceptance. And all of those things really key into us being vulnerable when it comes to relationship. And I want to be real clear, just as much as these things are key in love relationships, they are absolutely key in any relationship to some degree. And so I thought I would invite my uh, friend, John, I want to call him coach, partner, mentor, like he takes on all the hats when it comes to me. I wanted to invite John to the table and really just talk about the power of relationships. And you're no stranger here, but just in case somebody is meeting you for the first time around these parts, John, before we jump in, go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, first of all, Denise, thank you so much for um, the continuing partnership the love, the light, the appreciation, um, the recognition of us and our exchange and my gifting. So I appreciate you so much for that. John Haynes III, family and friends call me Trey. Uh, by day, I am uh, HR executive for multi-billion dollar global company um, where God, I believe, has sent me. And in every other instance, I am leadership and business coach. And my whole existence is to make sure that Leaders are freed up. They understand what blocks them. We understand what blocks us and to identify how to navigate those blocks so that we can get to our starting lines. And so I am able to coach um, everything from spiritual to physical to mental to emotional, um, everything that encompasses a leader and helps you optimize and be most effective and find your highest and best use. That is me. Uh, from a family perspective, I got a wife, Gwen, of 22 years, uh, who I love dearly. Miles, super Miles, as we call him, is my 15-year-old. And Nana takes care of all of us and makes sure that we're able to do what we have to do and what we need to do every single day. So thank you again, Denise. So I kind of kicked us off a little bit talking about the things that make relationships great or the things that make them hard. So let's just kind of ease into it. Tell me what's resonating with you as I bring forth that perspective. Yeah, I'm writing it down right now. Um, the, the, the number one thing and the first thing that came to me is that we have to recognize that people are going to people every day. They are going to people. And we are the most complex, most perfectly imperfect, most beautifully um, uh, imperfect people our creation that God has made. And we're going to piss each other off. We're going to rub each other the wrong way. Um, we're going to come damaged with trauma, with issues, with drama sometimes. And we have to be able to give each other grace and space to become. But that that's the end in mind. But that journey to relationship and connectivity is just weird some days, it's odd. 
I want to pull out of peopling. Um, but the charge here, spiritually and from a, a earthly perspective, from a human perspective, is for us to connect. We are built to connect. So how do I get to connection? Uh, and those are the things, those are the obstacles that we have to navigate. Those are the good things that we have to learn. And we got to unlearn some stuff that we were taught in order to really be connected and be relational with one another. You know, what's interesting is that was my next note here was for as much as they are complicated, relationships are complicated. God created us for relationship. In fact, the sole reason why we were created was to be in relationship with him. And so we have this innate desire for relationships. So for as much as we run into those frustrations and obstacles, it wars against who we are. And so right. when we try to pull back from relationship, we feel emptiness, right? And so you're right, because of how we've been created, most of all, because God desires relationship with us and he's created us for relationship, we got to figure out how to navigate. We've got to figure out how to get through the hardships that come with connecting with people who make it hard. And so when you think yeah. about think about how we're created in the vulnerability he created us with for relationship, how do we navigate? There are two words that I just wrote down from um, the beautiful things that you just said and the necessary things that I just said. Grace is one. Um, and as complicated as we are, we have to give each other grace for mistakes. We have to be happy for one another when things aren't going our way. Um, we have to connect with each other intentionally when we're both successful. And when we're at different parts of the race of this thing called life, we have to be doing life together and we have to be appreciating one another's gifts, even though your gifts are very different than mine or your gifts are the same as mine. We have to learn to appreciate each other, even when we are most difficult. The second thing that I wrote down was we need to forgive each other. So wherever the damage is, wherever the unhealing is, we have to forgive each other and we have to forgive ourselves for making the mistakes that we have made. And the third thing here is, Denise, that no one gets here alone, period. I don't care whether you have pulled your, quote unquote, pulled yourself up by the bootstraps, your own bootstraps, no one gets here alone. And so the recognition of I need you and I want to have you in my life and I need what you come to the table with in order to enhance myself and to travel a little bit easier, to journey a little bit easier is going to be so helpful in life. So those are some the three things that I came up with off the top of my head. So let me just add to it, because as you were talking about grace, the one thing that I just want to put a point to is grace is undeserved. Grace is something that you give, not because someone deserves it. And so oftentimes we are trying to reason why we should do it. But that mm -hmm. person who needs your grace, they don't need it because they deserve it. They need it because it frees you. It frees you to love. It frees you to yes. operate beautifully in how God has created you to be. And I love that you went to forgiveness. 
And what typically stands in front of forgiveness and also stands in front of that innate desire that you talked about in the necessity for us to have relationships is ego and pride. Ego and pride typically stand in front of our ability to forgive, stands in front of our ability to give grace and to acknowledge and recognize that the relationships are necessary. And so oftentimes we waddle in ego and pride unbeknownst to ourselves. We're there trying to justify why someone deserves relationship with us when in all actuality, we need it. We need relationship. And I can tell you for myself, for the longest time, I thought I could go it alone. And you can amass a great measure of success. You can go through your journey achieving, but you will have a lid on your ability to truly thrive until you recognize the value and power of relationship. And so what do you think about ego and pride? Good gosh. Um, You said so much. Um, Ego and pride are definitely blockers to relationship. Um, and not only are they blockers to relationship, they're blinders to life. Uh, and if I don't deal with me, oh, I think you just said it in another conversation. Whoa, thanks for bringing that back. If I don't deal with me, there's no way I'm going to be ready for um, a relationship, a real relationship, or to be relational. And, and that ego and pride determine whether you are likable or lovable. And in a relationship, you need to be both because some days I'm not going to like you, but I love you. And some days when you are likable, the world is just right and you can do anything. And sometimes likable is more important than lovable. And so you got to be both of those things for the relationship. But one last thing I want to say about ego and pride that it leads to, it leads to a learned distrust. And many of us come into relationships not trusting. We learn our parents, our grandparents, mom, dad, um, aunties, uncles teach us to not be trusting of people. And that's just the wrong way to attack life. It's the wrong way to attack people relationships. It's the wrong way to attack yourself. Trust, if, if it's underpinned in faith, you're going to trust up front. And when it's broken, you work to recover it. You're not supposed to go in not trusting people, not trusting situations. You go in with that level of faith. And then when it's broken, then we recover it. Mm -hmm. That's so good. That's so good. So let's just talk about some specific relationships. We tap danced around this one a little bit, but I think it's one of the ones that's most key. Why is our relationship with God so important? Um, Because it's the relationship with the manufacturer. Mm -hmm. It's the relationship with the very being that made me. And if I don't know how he manufactured me and what his intention was and what my Jeremiah 29, 11 moment was for me, where he has a plan for me, I'm going to be essentially lost every single day. Now, I can have a wildly successful life, like you said, but be infinitely so far away from my gifting, from my blessing, from my calling, then that's not where I want to be. So I need to understand what his instruction is for me, where he sent me, 
and what he intended me to solve when I get there and who he intended me to impact, to influence, to help transform and change. When I understand those, like I can go anywhere and I'm going to do what he says everywhere, no matter where, whether it's church, work, community, marriage, um, when I'm alone, if I meet a perfect stranger, I'm going to do his instruction and how he made me everywhere. That is real truth. Not my truth, but real truth. Mm -hmm. And what I love about the relationship with God is when you go back to seeing yourself the way he sees you, you talked about him being our manufacturer, our creator. When you yeah. go back to that, his design for us is what's going to lead to satisfaction and fulfillment. Oftentimes we are on a search, a quest to figure out how to be more satisfied. And this is the reason why you can do a lot of things, but still be empty. This is the That's reason right. why you can accomplish a lot of things and still feel a void. And so going back to him and understanding what your purpose is, what he created you to do. And that doesn't necessarily mean a job title. That's not what purpose is. Purpose right. is something that lights you up on the inside out. And when you do it, you fill it in places that you would do it if nobody paid you. That you would right. show up in that way if nobody gave you attention because the sense of fulfillment that you have within when you do it makes you feel rich. It makes you feel wealthy. And when you operate in that vein, it attracts all of those things that we are trying to make happen on the outside. And so outside of your relationship with God in nurturing it and helping yourself to understand why he created you, how he created you, how he has gifted you, uh, until you take that journey, you can accomplish, but you will still have emptiness. You will still feel void. And so it's like table stakes. It's yeah. necessary. It's yeah. necessary for who we are. And one of the things that I love that you said is once you begin to understand that, it shows up with you everywhere. That's like, yeah. I cannot tell my story without talking about how God and my relationship with God is impactful for me. And yeah. if that offends you, then chances are you haven't taken that journey to discover how he needs to impact your life in a way right. that could be fulfilling to you. Mm. Or you're living life. No, not an or. And, and you're living life in silos mm. and you're living life segmented and comfortable and compartmentalized when really my my purpose is to be me everywhere and that's where authenticity comes in in relationships that's where authenticity comes in in dealing with self um and and one thing that you made me think of denise was that um i just wrote it down relationships expose you to greater and so when i have relationships when i have connection with people I, I do see more of God. I see more of how he created me and how he created us. So, so then that's where I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be greater. I'm trying to expand, but I don't get to greater without relationship and without exposure to more of who he created me to be and who he created you to be. Mm -hmm. Because we need one another. I love that. 
Now, this is an incredible conversation that John and I are having about relationships. I am sure that you have gleaned many nuggets so far. And I just wanted to jump in here because as you're thinking about the relationships in your life, I want you to know this fact. Good relationships are marked by honesty, trust, and reciprocity. Now that doesn't mean that the relationships in your life are purely transactional, but it does mean they should be mutually beneficial. I believe that there are two perspectives that you should begin to think about when you consider relationships in your life. The first is, what do you hope to get out of it? And the second is, where do you see it going? You see, by being in a relationship, relationship, there is an investment that you're making and you are not wrong, nor are you selfish to expect a return, a return for your effort, a return for your energy, a return for your trust and value in the relationship. And as you're navigating life, it's so incredibly important that we become more astute about where we're spending our time and who we're spending our time with. We have a responsibility to show up in the relationship, but it also means we can expect it to be beneficial for us. Now, these are the types of things that I share with people that I mentor. As you know, I offer the Power Play Mentor Program, and I say it all the time, I'd love to be your mentor officially. You need someone in your life helping you navigate, helping you guide, and helping you get to the point where you can begin to make decisions and choices that are for your benefit, even when it comes to relationship. So I invite you to check out my website. It's www.denisetaylor.live. And on my website, you'll find more information about Power Play. I'd love to be your mentor officially. Now let's get back to the wisdom with John. I remember a sermon that my pastor back in Wisconsin taught a long time ago. Um, it obviously impacted me because I still talk about it today. And he said that there were four relationships that we need in our life. So I want to run this by you to get your perspective. The yeah. first one that he said is necessary is a role model. You need someone who is doing the thing that you can look to for inspiration. They're not necessarily within your reach, but you're exposed enough to them that that they can kind of role model what it is you're looking to accomplish. Yeah. The next relationship he said was key for your life is mentor. And essentially a mentor is a navigator. They help you kind of navigate through, they pour into you, they give you guidance, but they're necessary so that you have the right degree of accountability and guidance. The next relationship was partner. And a partner is where there's a mutual beneficial kind of peer relationship. And it's absolutely fueled on trust. It's almost like someone who is there to be your co-founder, someone who's helping you build together, someone who's mm -hmm. on the path. And you guys might not be working on the same thing, but you're headed in the same direction and you become iron for one another. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is friend. You need a friend. You need someone to have fun with, to hang out with, to vent to, to just have conversations with that you can let 
the steam out, if you will. And so when I've looked for relationships in my life, I've tried to always use that general construct to really make sure that I'm holistically building a team of people who can help me get to where I want to go. And so I'll pipe down for a second and get your reaction and see if you think there's any other relationships that are meaningful (laughs) for life. Look, um, you you and your pastor defined uh, exactly what we need. I, I cannot subtract from that at all. Um, we need each one of these roles, and we kind of talked about them already, but you, you define them extremely well in just these four characteristics. Um, we need the example. We need the navigator. We need the peer um, who we can trust, and we need um, the friend, the person to have fun with. What what you also expose me to is that we need the sponsor. We need that we need the person, uh, maybe in each one of these roles, who's not afraid to talk about us when we're not in the room, and not afraid to um, defend us when we need defending and when we can't defend ourselves, whether we're there or not. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing that you you just preached um, here was the underpinning of all of these roles from role model, mentor, partner, friend, sponsor, is all of them need to have truth-telling capacity and accountability. All of them need access to me in order to be able to say, yo, you were wrong about this, or you need to go back and apologize, or no, you were right, stand in it and go ahead and fight. You're going to take some bruises and some bumps and some broken bones, but it's going to be okay. Or here's where you go. Here, or turn your head a little bit to the left. If you were looking to the right, we should have been looking over here. We need that person that we give access to and accountability to, to tell us the truth, not our truth, not their truth, but the truth. When that is there across all these roles, we make these people our personal board of directors. We keep these people for a lifetime. They exist through seasons. And even though they might not be physically present, you pull upon their wisdom, you pull upon their smarts and intelligence, and you use that for what you said earlier, navigation. Yeah. And I'll tell you about a couple of relationships in my life. One is a life coach, right? And every time I meet with her, I say, oh, this is my last time. And it's Mm -hmm. been almost two years now. But every time, it's this is my last time. And what I find with her is exactly what you said. She's a truth teller. You know, she's going to tell me my slip is hanging. Right. She's going to challenge me to go back and check those behaviors. And she does it in the most direct and loving way. And one of the things that's important about all of those relationships is that they have a personality that resonates with you. Mm -hmm. Now, Some people may not like the straightforward tone and approach that she has, but it works Mm. for me, right? Because I need a straight shooter. I don't need you to put some icing on it. I don't need the sprinkles. I need you to go for the juggler because that's what's going to get my attention and drive me to correction. But that approach is not for everyone. And I think that where we get frustrated in the process of building our personal teams of directors is we see a person and we like what we see about them. But when we get closer in proximity to them, we realize that they're too much for us. Or we realize they don't sharpen us enough. And what I want to challenge people to do 
is just don't give up in the process. Just because you had one sweet potato pie does not mean all the sweet Mm. potato pies are no good. You keep having a slice till you find one that you like. But oftentimes when we run into a bit of non-fit or we run into a bit of obstacle, we'll retreat and think it doesn't work or we don't need it when in fact, we need to keep navigating through to find the voices that resonate with us because relationship is a necessity. Look, um, in addition to the people that we like and who are likable and who are lovable, we also need to learn from the people who challenge us and the people who are um, outright enemies. And, and the people who we identify enemies, I'm, I'm just venturing, aren't really enemies. And the enemy is after you to destroy you. Most of the people that challenge you, you're just a variable for them. They're going through their own toxicity or their own trauma or drama and you're just a variable so don't take that personally but what you can take from them is the lesson and the wisdom and I have I have been really good later on in my life certainly more than the first part of my life but later on in my life and the people that I don't necessarily like learning from them and pulling from them and doing it intentionally like how did you how did you navigate through that deal or like, how do you build this relationship with this person? Or how do I get to this level? Or how do I address this issue within me? I'm quick to ask some of the people that I don't like, because I believe that you can get that wisdom from any type of relationship, even when it's stranger to enemy, you can get that wisdom. Now, here's the thing, and we'll close up with this. Everything that we talked about, going back to where we started, hinges upon our willingness to be vulnerable. We have so many different places and spaces that we show up in, but in order for them to be impactful, to be life-changing and to help us excel in progress, we have to have a willingness to be vulnerable. And the very perspective that we would open ourselves up in a vulnerable way means that we can set ourselves up to be negatively impacted. And that's one of the reasons why we tend to keep people at a distance. I sat at a table with women last night and one of the women who has taken a journey and now serves other women says she started off saying, I don't do women, right? And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, many of us have had toxic experiences in our lives because we at some point opened ourselves for vulnerability and experienced a violation. And our response to that is, I don't do women. I don't do people. I don't do black people. I don't do white people. I don't do vulnerability, right? And so in order for you to really glean the value, the power of relationship, you got to open yourself up to be vulnerable. So in this perspective of toxicity, right, where the relationship has turned toxic, and essentially that just means there's some undermining, there's something happening that's been threatening, threatening of you as a person, something that makes you feel ashamed, humiliated, misunderstood, or unsupported. We've got to heal. We've got to get through that. 
that perspective of toxicity in order for us to truly get back to the point where we can value relationships. So help us navigate that, right? Where we're in a toxic relationship, we need to get ourselves on a healing journey. How do we help ourselves in those moments? So first thing is just imperative um, and life saving for me to express to all of us that if this relationship is toxic and it's consistently toxic, um, if it's um, it, if it seems irreparable and you're taking abuse, like you 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 might have to separate yourself from that person, um, and it could be for a season. And it could be for a lifetime. So do not remain in an abusive situation. Um, and, and you have to really heal yourself and, and look at the situation for what it is in order to recognize, should I stay or should I go? Should I try or should I separate? And there's going to be, the important thing is that with any vulnerability, there's going to be sacrifice. There's going to be sacrifice. I'm going to have to sacrifice my shame. I'm going to have to sacrifice my trauma. I'm going to have to sacrifice being the way that I have always been. And, and I got to get rid of these things in order to get to relationship. Relationship is always the destiny, the end in mind. The other thing I have to be become good at in a toxic relationship or or um, a challenging relationship is having courageous conversation and being able to navigate that and not lose my voice. Um, when I lose my voice, my esteem is low. And if your esteem is low, if your esteem is low, you're going to let shame take over. You're going to let silence take over. You're going to let withdrawal take over. And, and, you're not going to heal that relationship in the way or address it in the way that it should be. There's going to be some bumps and bruises. And the important thing is to let you know is that there's going to be persecution in every situation. You're going to get looked down upon for who you are, how you come to the table. It just comes with the territory. If I could just, we could have a workshop on that. The persecution in a relationship or, or as you're ascending or as you are doing your calling, it just comes with the territory. So a certain amount of challenge you're going to have to withstand. The last thing I want to say, Denise, is that you have to, I have to be good at getting past the last play because sometimes that toxicity is not about you. It's not about you. And you have to be, I have to be mature enough to say, yo, I'm not the victim here. Or I'm not the enemy here. Let me help you with this. Or can I help you with this? Or I recognize that you're doing this and I'm I'm collateral damage in this situation. I'm not your enemy. But you got to be good at getting past the last play and not holding or harboring the hurt, whether it be from the past or whether it be from that current relationship, so that you can see where you need to go clearly and you can navigate clearly. That's what no, I want. Yeah, that, that's that's so good. You know, one of the things that I would tell my daughter often, because she had she's real empathetic, which means she mm-hmm. feels, right? Yeah. And so I would tell her often that I want you to find 99 other ways to take it and take it personal last. Because oftentimes mm-hmm. people are dealing with things and they react and respond. And to your point, it really don't even have nothing to do with you. 
But the relationship typically turns toxic within us when we consume something that may not even be a dagger that was being thrown our way. It could be something that was being thrown in response to something else going on in their life. And because she's so empathetic and she's so feeling when things would happen, she would take it all in. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what I had to remind her often so that she could protect her heart and protect herself, not so that she could not feel, but to reason through it and not jump to taking it personally first because anytime we take something personally baby we gonna have a reaction not a response we are going to have a reaction to anything that we take personally and typically our reactions are not wholesome and loving and they don't represent the love of God the love of Christ in our life we tend to react out of emotion we tend to react out of hurt and so training ourselves to do exactly what you said get past the last play not take it so personally doesn't eliminate toxicity, but it helps us to know whether or not we're judging the situation well. And the only other thing that I will add, because many times when we hear abuse, we only liken abuse to violence. We only liken abuse to punches. We only liken it to throws, but there are so many forms of abuse. And I don't want to negate not one of them, If you are experiencing abuse of any kind, take measures to find safety and protect yourself. And like you said, it could be for a season. It could be a shift that's necessary forever. But the key thing is prioritizing and honoring yourself to make the move. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Um, You preached the whole word there. And I would just stand on your shoulders, Denise, and say that with those thoughts and feelings, we have to bring them into captivity. We absolutely have to bring them into captivity. And I love the example that you just uh, enumerated with your daughter, because that just proves, again, that we need these four relationships that we talked about. You serve as a role model for your daughter. You serve as a mentor for your daughter. You serve as a partner for your daughter. And sometimes real talk, even though we like to say, I'm not your friend, I'm your parent. um, You do serve as a friend for navigation and you will serve as a sponsor. And she needed you in order to help shape what she was thinking. And the important thing for us to remember is that just because we feel it doesn't mean we're right. Just because we feel it doesn't mean we're right. And we need relationships in order to help shape how we're supposed to be thinking and how we're supposed to be looking at a situation, even how we're supposed to be feeling in a situation. I can't tell you how to feel, but we should trust someone. We should give someone enough access to help us shape our feelings and our emotions and our thoughts in the right way. And even how we see a situation, our perspective in the right way. This is why each other, one another, we're so essential to our very own lives. My God, John, it's always incredible. I love tapping into your wisdom and I know you'll be back. So I don't even have to worry about that. You're always so open to every invitation. And so I'll just give you the floor. Here's your opportunity to drop some final nuggets on us now. Yeah, um, 
I don't want any audience member, anybody hearing this podcast to mistake the fact that um, we have also had a business conversation while we're here because every relationship really is also underpinned by faith and um, how you trust um, the person, the entity that made you, how you trust God. And, and that permeates every situation. And I want our relationship with our creator, with God to be on 1000, because when that is solid, when you understand who made you, how he made you and what he made you for, every relationship is revealed, its purpose, its intent, even if it's a stranger and every encounter um, is a piece to your puzzle. And you might not figure it out today or five minutes or five years from now, but it's a piece that you needed and there's a perfect order. So do not discount the necessity of relationships. And I want us to stop only teaching our children and our adults that you come to work and outwork the next person. That's not the only thing that you are responsible for. Even more important than hard work is the relationships that you build and how you navigate the arenas along with the people. And so invest in relationships. It will give you the greatest wealth uh, that you will ever have along this journey. All right. So let everybody know how they can get connected with you. So uh, I am good at giving my cell phone if you need it. Um, 240-463-8853. Reach out uh, if you need the leadership coaching, if you need the business coaching, if you need navigation. This is what I'm literally built to do. Um, and I can't help but do it. I just get the blessing of being able to do it for a big corporation as well as for my community. And on social media, you can reach me at John Haynes III on LinkedIn, on uh, Instagram, as well as on Facebook. You know what? I have to tell you, you're a fave and I appreciate you for being so connected with us here. And I look forward to having you back. Now, it goes without saying, talking with John is one of the things that I look forward to because I know our conversations are going to be steeped with wisdom. You see, wisdom comes from experience. And I love the fact that John is so willing to open up that vault and share with us. Now, here are a couple of my takeaways from the incredible conversation that we had. The first one is just because you feel it doesn't mean it's right. That is a life wisdom. The fact that our feelings can really come up and make us become exposed to so many things that are going on within ourselves doesn't mean they are right about what we feel. So when you have feelings, you have to be able to measure that against truth. I would invite you to seek out the truth in situations and not just go with your feelings. Another one of the nuggets that came out of my conversation with John is get past the last play. That is so incredibly important because many of us get stuck on the last play, but we have to be courageous enough to get past that last play, regardless of how it played out. 
figure out how to move on, but always learn the lessons that came from the experience. And finally, another one of my takeaways was this. It's the three things that he outlined that we need to take into consideration when we think about relationships. We have to be willing to give grace. We have to be willing to forgive. And we have to really recognize that no one gets here alone. We need relationships in our life. And this is one of the reasons why I show up and I offer the Power Play Mentor Program. It's so that I can make myself available for those who are really ready to move forward and embrace their power. You see, as a part of that program, we go through a discovery process of truly understanding how the success superpowers can illuminate in your life and how you can begin to go after the things that you secretly one. As I said in our conversation, I believe that your satisfaction and fulfillment are tied to the things that God has created you to do. And I also believe that relationships are going to help accelerate your success. One of the most strategic relationships that you can introduce in your life is a mentor. And I would love to be your mentor officially. So be sure to go check out my website. You can learn more about my mentoring program there. And I'll tell you what, I look forward to you joining me next time right here on Embrace Your Power. Well, that's it, beautiful. Thank you for tuning in. Don't ever forget that you are truly blessed with life, love, and all the happiness your heart can hold. Be relentless in building a life you love without apology. I'm Denise Taylor, and you can always find me in our free Facebook community. It's Embrace Your Power, easy to find. Now be sure to rate and review this podcast and share it with a friend. And make sure you subscribe so that we can stay connected each week. And remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear. He gave us power. So be sure to always embrace your power and go.